Thanks for listening to a YPC podcast. We believe God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we'd love to hear about it. Take a second to send your story to office at ypcprior.com and enjoy the message today. You guys look great this morning. Are you guys happy to be in church? Are you excited? Are you ready? We are closing our uh, Advocate series this weekend, and I'm super excited to get right into this message. But there has been a couple of things that's happened since we last spoke. Number one, I am now a grandpa. I have a, I'm a grandpa. And so I'm super excited about that. So Pops and Coco, that's my name, Pops. Taliana, or Taliana, no. Tyra's name, I get them confused all the time. No. Uh, Tyra's name is Coco, and I know if you put that together, it's Coco Pops. Trust me, we are cuckoo for Coco Pops, all right? So uh, little Kaya was born uh, last Friday morning, eight pounds, seven ounces, 21 inches long, Mom and dad are both doing great. Taylor actually got to deliver Kaya, which was a special moment for him. And uh, we're just super excited about it. When I say he is not like in the car on the way to the hospital, like they were in the hospital. So, but it was super, super fun season for uh, the Reigns family right now. So just wanted to share that with all of you. Um, I don't know about you, but when we talk about this series, I feel like this series has flown by for some reason. I feel like this is one of the ones that I just woke up and I'm like, man, the series is already over. And I don't really have time to review, so if you're new with us today, I would encourage you just to go to yourplacechurch.com, click on our media links there, and you can listen to all the podcasts or uh, recordings of the messages leading up to this message. This message is kind of the, the cap of the series, if you will. And I actually want to talk about how the Holy Spirit enables and empowers believers with spiritual gifts today. How many of you guys know that everything written in the Word of God applies to us? Amen? Everything written in there applies to us. And I don't know, depending on how you were brought up, maybe whatever church maybe you were raised in, there are different thoughts when it comes to spiritual gifts. There are some that believe that spiritual gifts have been done away with, that God actually does not do or use spiritual gifts anymore. And my, my thought to that is, show me where it says that in the Bible. Amen, everyone. The Bible is our base. It's our foundation. It is what everything we believe rests on. And in one scripture, the Bible says you can't add anything to it or take anything away from it. And so it's actually inappropriate to say something that the Bible doesn't say. And saying that spiritual gifts have been done away with is simply not in scripture. So we want to look at scripture today. We want to see what the Bible has to say about spiritual gifts. And and if you are completely clueless on what I'm talking about, I believe it'll be made known to you as we dive into this message. But here's what I'm asking you to do. Just turn a blank page in your thought life. Turn a blank page and allow the Holy Spirit to teach you some things today from his word. Amen, everyone. Let's pray. Father, we love you, and we're so thankful for the word of God. The Bible says that we would know the truth, and the truth would set us free. And Father, that's what we're leaning into. We're leaning into your spirit. We're leaning into truth. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to re-teach us things about you, about how you move in our lives. 
unlock our understanding and help us to see things about you that we've never seen before. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was listening to a pastor uh, kind of talk along these lines, and he was, he was kind of describing a moment when he was out after service. He was in the foyer shaking hands with people. And as he was there, he glanced across the room and noticed a, a young couple who were very upset. And he walked over to them, and he was like, is everything okay? And they began to describe to him um, their desire to have children. They've not been able to conceive. They've not been able to get pregnant. They can't have children. And, uh, and this pastor has six kids, and so he was like, uh, they were like, will you please pray for us? Obviously, there's an anointing on your life, right? You've got six children. And uh, he always jokes. He says, you know, everybody asks him, do you love kids? He says, no, I just love my wife. And so that's why he had six kids. And so he, he, was, he was willing, gracious to, to pray for them. And he says when he began to pray for them, it was like a supernatural belief just came on him. And in his heart was birthed this message. And before he could do anything about it, it was just, the words were just coming out of his mouth. He said, in 10 months, you'll give birth to a baby boy. And then he was just like wanting to grab those words out of the air and bring them back. Because if you've known anybody who's struggled with infertility, like that's a big, big deal. You know what I mean? And so to say that um, is, is kind of just lobbing something out there. And, of course, they brightened up, and then they left, and he was like, oh, my God, what did I just do, right? Goes and tells his wife, and she's like, you better pray that that prayer comes true, mister, because if not, you have just devastated that couple. Well, he says it was a few weeks later, and the couple came back to him, and they're like, we're pregnant. Well, we're so pregnant. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and uh, just when he thought the pressure of the moment had, had released, they said, do you really think it's going to be a boy? <laughs> he said secretly he was praying, God, let there be a stem on that apple. Right? Amen. Like, come on, let it be. Let it be a boy. And a lot of times, our natural minds don't understand that at all. Well, that is a spiritual gift given by God to benefit the body of Christ. And when we're talking about spiritual gifts and how they apply to us, then we need to know what a spiritual gift is. A spiritual gift is the supernatural ability given to all Christians all Christians, to do God's work on earth. First of all, to the church, then overflowing into the world. Well, pastor, where does it talk about spiritual gifts in Scripture? Well, there are several places. The first one I'm going to take you to is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, New Testament post-Jesus, right? He's talking to the church. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers. I do not want you to be ignorant. And I think that's the way we are. We're just ignorant. We don't know anything. In fact, researches has shown roughly 87% of all Christians know nothing about spiritual gifts. Well, Paul's saying right here, I don't want you to be ignorant about these things. You know, what about spiritual gifts? You know, the only thing I can think about is, 
There, several years ago, I was changing carriers in my cell phone plan, and, and they, uh, they presented me with the new and the latest and the greatest iPhone. And I don't know if you're familiar with the iPhone. All I was doing at that time was I was texting a little bit. I, I did have internet uh, availability, and so I'd like read news. Like that's how I get the news. I kind of catch snippets of it. Uh, but I wasn't really using my phone to its complete potential. And I saw a list of everything you can do with an iPhone. Like you can, you can use it as a GPS, and I do that now. Uh, you can scan a barcode of something at the grocery store, and it'll click, and it'll show you surrounding stores where you can get that item cheaper, right? You can hold it up to the radio, and it'll tell you what song's playing on the radio, show you the lyrics, and tell you where you can buy the song. The other day, we were over at Taylor and Bailey's house, and of course, they've got all these little baby toys now around their house, right? And Taylor's sitting over in the rocking chair, and his grandparents are over, and, and uh, I mean, they're, the, the swing that they have now is like this space-aged thing, right? He sit there on his phone, he's sitting over across the room from it, and he starts pro, you know, touching his phone, and next thing you know, the thing turns on by itself and starts going... You know, it just starts, you know, remember when a swing used to just do this, right? No, no, no. When I was having kids, right, this is what we did to the swing. And you made sure not to go too far or else you'd break that little rubber band in there. And then you gave it a little push and it started swinging, right? His grandpa laughed and says, well, that's funny because this is what we did. We rocked the swing ourselves, you know what I mean? But technology has come so far, and I was just using it to text. And there's so much stuff that an iPhone can do, but yet here's the thing that we have to understand. It was unexplored. And so because the potential was unexplored, it was therefore unused. And that's the way it is with with spiritual gifts. So many of us, we've not explored or researched or learned about spiritual gifts, and therefore, we're not using those. We're not allowing the Spirit of God to move through us in that way. Verse 4 goes on to say, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now, to each one, that's us, to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. All Christians have the capability to receive and use spiritual gifts. Now, because this is from God, this is what you need to know. All of hell would be super interested in you continuing to not research those, to not explore those, and therefore not use those. So whatever the devil can do to keep you from learning about spiritual gifts, he's going to do. They are given to minister to Christian people and the world. And I want to talk about spiritual gifts but before I talk about what they are, it's almost easier to explain what they're not. So real quickly, I've got five things that spiritual gifts are not. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. Number one, they are not natural talents. They are not natural 
talents. Some people are just naturally gifted to sing, to play an instrument, right? To dance, to, to, to crunch numbers. But when you're spiritually born again, you are given spiritual gifts. And even though those spiritual gifts can help you in your natural gifts, they are not the same thing. The second thing that they're not is they're not just given to an elite few. You don't have to be a super Christian. You don't have to be super spiritual. They're actually given to all Christians. There's not just a handful of people with special gifts. Now, there are a handful of people who are using them properly, but they're for everybody. Does that make sense? There are a handful of people who have explored them and who have allowed the Spirit of God to use them in that area, but they've been given to everyone. The third thing that they're not is they're not a sign of spiritual maturity. Sometimes we as Christians, we like to place greater value on some of the gifts, but honestly, anything from God that's supernatural is good with me. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like anything that God wants to do and use us that's somewhat supernatural, is super, super cool. The fourth thing is the gifts of the Spirit are not the fruit of the Spirit. A lot of people confuse that because the Bible says in Galatians 5, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. Against such there is no law. A lot of people confuse the fruit of the spirits with the gift of the spirits. Well, we told you a few weeks ago, the fruit of the spirit is just a result of living a life connected to the vine, connected to God. We said an, uh, a, an apple tree doesn't have to work and try and just really squeeze out an apple. No, if the, if the, if the branch is connected to the vine, an apple just happens. Does that make sense? This is what the fruit of the spirits is. Now, the last thing that the gifts of the Spirit are not, it's not something to fear. The gifts of the Spirit are not odd or creepy. Sometimes there are Christians who believe in them who are odd and creepy, but the gifts themselves are not odd and creepy. The Bible says that we should desire them. They're not unusual preacher hair, okay? They're not the entire group of people in an auditorium falling out in the power. And I'm not saying God can't do that because he absolutely can, but that's not necessarily the gifts of the Spirit. And a lot of people feel like if that's not what's happening in church, then God wasn't there. And that's just not true. The gifts of the Spirit are not emotionalism. And that's what it's become. It's become a bit strange. It's become something that is... it. It's outside of our comfort zone. Now, the gifts of the Spirit are something that you may not understand initially, but the more you allow God to teach you and use you in these areas, the more you become familiar with them. Does that make sense? When we're talking about spiritual gifts or the gifts of the Spirit, there are really two lists that come to mind. Two lists. Number one, is, a, is the, the first list is more of I would say it this way, it's more of how you're wired, okay? The Bible talks about in Romans chapter 12, verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his 
faith. In, in other words, if God's given you the ability to encourage others to speak on God's behalf, then you should use it. It, it, was, it was my friend talking about the pregnant couple, right? It was just kind of use, just allow God to use you. I was listening to Craig Groeschel talk about um, a time when uh, someone came up to him. It was a gentleman. He brought his wife up, and he was just super disgruntled with his wife, right? He's like, Pastor, she does not meet my sexual needs. You need to pray for her. And he says on the inside of him, that supernatural knowing just rose up on the inside of him. And he says, sir, she's not the problem. You are. In fact, you're addicted to pornography, and you're secretly having an affair. And then again, after his ears heard his mouth say that, he kind of wanted to bring those words back a little bit because he just accused the guy. And instantly, the guy just kind of dropped his arms and looked at him and said, how did you know that? And Craig was able to walk him through repentance was able to walk and just kind of, uh, basically, they just renewed their, their, their wedding vows, like they restored their marriage, but it took him having this moment. It goes on in verse 7 to say, if it's serving, let him serve. Some people just have that gift to serve. They like to serve others. We have a hospitality team around here that does this better than anybody else I have ever seen. I think last night's Impact Awards was a test to that. If you were here last night, come on, give it up for the events team. Amen. Such a great night. I think we had 170 people uh, registered for the Impact Awards last night. It was super, super great. That was a, a group of people whose who's gifting is to go over the top serving others. Uh, if it's teaching, let him teach. Some people like to dig into the Greek and the Hebrew and find out the meanings and do research. And listen, if that's your thing, you like to teach, you like to do that, hey, join a life group. Better yet, start a life group and, and use that platform. The Bible says that your gift will make room for you. Use that gift and teach people. Like, teach them what you're learning. Teach them what God's showing you because that's where it will flourish and blossom in that kind of an environment, at least here at your place church. We've got several opportunities for you to teach. So many people, they are, they, well, my gift is for the whole church. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to speak on, on the stage. No, you're not. Well, how do you know? Because I'm the pastor of this church, and I have a responsibility to take care of the sheep, and I'm not going to just let anybody on this platform to talk to you. Are you with me today, friends? I will guard you. It is my role as a shepherd to guard you. And I mean, I, the last thing I want to do is allow someone to come up here and, and teach you some stuff that's just not scriptural, and then have to kind of, you know, the whole hook, uh, get them off stage, and come up and clean up some stuff. If you have a gift to teach, then start out in a life group. That's how all these communicators got started. They either got started communicating in one of our next generation uh, opportunities or they led a life group, and that's how we found out. That's, why, that's where Rachel started. Didn't Rachel do a great job last week? Come on, we can give it up for Rachel. Amen. The Bible says if it's to encourage, let them encourage. Man, unleash that thing. Let it fly. Send that email. Send that text. Write that letter. I'm doing what I'm doing today because a few people encouraged me. 
It goes on to say, listen, if it's, if it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. Some people just have the gift to give, and they give everything. And we all understand the power of sowing and reaping, but these people, they don't care if they get anything back. They're still going to give until their heart is content. That's a, that's a gift on the inside of them, a gift of generosity. If it's leadership, let them govern diligently. Man, take that responsibility seriously. Some have this, and you're not, you're not leading anything. And you've got this natural gifting to lead people. People just follow you. Listen, we've got areas at the church here that are desperate for leadership, and we're just looking for people to self-identify in that area. That's why Compass is a big deal. It gives you an opportunity to self-identify. I feel like I'm gifted to lead. Great. Here's an area we need help in. If it's showing mercy, then let them do it cheerfully. And if I can be honest, this is probably the areas that I'm the... I'm the lowest gifted in, okay? When it comes to mercy, I need people around me who have mercy because my mercy tank is pretty low. And uh, I, I, I know this to be true because anytime I, you, know, you pull up into a hotel parking lot and there's the guy there and his car's broke down and he needs money so he can you know, get to the next town where his dying mother is waiting to take her last few breaths. And that got me the first time. That got me the first time. The second time that happened, and the third time it happened, and the fourth time it happened, it was in the same parking lot, the same guy, and I don't know how many times his mom's died right now. But see, people are always taking advantage of the mercy of Christians. Are you with me, friends? And so I was the guy at my previous environment that had to deal with that. So my mercy level's a little bit lower, but do you know what? I've got a good wife. I've got a good wife. Her, her mercy level's really high. And every time there's a guy on the side of the road that says, you know, I need a little bit of money, I'm just like avoiding the fact that he's there. Tyra's like rolling her window down. Look at that. I'm doing this. We don't even do this anymore. <laughs> Tyra's like this, right? And she's like handing the guy money. I'm like, baby, he just scammed you. And she's like, or he needed money. possible. But mercy is a real thing. If it's mercy, let him be, you know, let him do it cheerfully. If the Bible says we have them, then we should use them. And you know, just kind of a quick guess, like how do I know which one's mine? I created a tool for you to use. It is called the Apple Pie Gifts Survey, okay? So imagine you're sitting at a table, and everybody's eating apple pie. And someone's apple pie is pushed a little to the edge of the table, and just as they stab their fork in the apple pie, it falls over onto their lap, okay? If your first response is, I could have told you that was going to happen, stupid, you may have the gift of prophecy, all right? If, if others, you know, if you, if you grab a napkin and begin to help clean it up, right, your gift is a gift of serving. If you, if you would say, you know, I've actually done research uh, on this, and studies have shown that there's a better way to eat apple pie, your gift is teaching, right? If you would say, oh, don't worry about it, and you flip your own apple pie in your own lap, your gift is encouragement, right? If you give them your apple pie, well, then your gift is giving. If you say, I have a vision of making eating apple pie better, yours is leadership. And then if, it, if you just like, man, I'm so sorry that happened to you, that stinks, 
yours is mercy, okay? So that's, how, that's a quick glimpse on how you could probably self-identify which one of those are you. But here's the thing. Many of us don't even know what our gift is because it's unexplored. And because it's unexplored, it's therefore unidentified. It's unused. My second list is more of the spiritual gifts. Now, these are, these are what the Bible says a manifestation. That's a big churchy word, but basically it's when the Holy Spirit comes on you to do something. All right, does that make sense? The manifestation. Verse 7 says, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. For to one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, and to another, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. Some people say it's a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. This is like the pastor saying, you know what? Um, you're cheating on your wife. It was right now. He had, he had an understanding. The Holy Spirit prompted him. To the other, he told the couple about something that was going to happen in the future, Right? Again, it was a gift of the Spirit that came up on the inside of him. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Some people can just believe God for anything and get it. I have a friend of mine who happens to be one of our overseers at our church. Man, he can just, he can move property like nobody's business. He sells, buys and sells land, which if you know, land is not a very high, fast, high-paced moving thing. But he can, he can buy and sell land. There are people in this room right now that you can believe God for a million dollars and get it. And if that's you, I would like to take you to dinner tonight, okay? I would like to. Uh, to another, miraculous powers, the Bible says. This is the dead coming back to life. This is limbs growing back. I've heard stories of, of people, you know what, they've got one leg longer than another leg, and, and, uh, and someone who, has, who operates in this can pull their legs out and just pray, and the power gift shows up in that leg, which, and just in their hand, just stretch over into their heels. And there's some of us in the room, we're like, that's a bunch of hokey. No, it's real. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've been on the mission field where, where a guy who, if he was in America, would be, would be diagnosed with like a multiple sclerosis kind of a thing where he, he was bent all the way over and he had to walk with a cane. I've seen the manifestation of the Holy Spirit come on a group of teenagers. Are you with me? Pray for him. And as they're praying for him, he just stands up tall. We were in a soccer stadium or we were in a, a city park where they were all playing soccer. And all of these people who obviously had seen the guy, I mean, they dropped the ball and they looked at him and they all started cheering and celebrating. What was that? It was, it was, a, it was a special type of, of, it was a gift, it was a miracle is what it was. It was a miraculous power. I've seen, I've seen the gray, you know, if you see somebody that has bl blind eyes, right, they're kind of grayish color. I have watched a group of teenagers Pray for a lady who had a, one blind eye, and you watched the brown of her pupil reform in her eye. Seen it. Can't talk me out of it. You can't talk me out of it. Well, pastor, you didn't see that. Yes, I did. I was there. Got it on video. Amen. 
special power. Special power. Then it talks about, you know, prophecy, which is encouraging others, distinguishing between spirits, which there are people in our church that, like, they've identified that that's them. All kinds of spiritual activity going on. They can just detect what it is. Another is a different kinds of tongues, and another is the interpretation of tongues. Listen, friends, this is not weird. It's the Bible. And some people have just never explored this stuff, and so their natural minds, they just can't understand it. And because we can't understand it, then we think it's not true. Well, can I be honest? I don't understand how a person can be born to a virgin. I don't understand how the Red Sea parted. I don't understand how Jesus walked on water. But that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. God, I think, just likes to show off. Can I have an amen, someone? He, still, he just likes to prove that he's still God. I was uh, reading a story from uh, one of the previous ORU presidents, and he was overseas uh, on the mission field, third world country, couldn't speak the language. The interpreter did not show up for the event, so he just begins to pray in the spirit. And what do you mean by that? He begins to pray in speaking in tongues. And when he did that, uh, he said he learned in fraction of a second the dialect of that region and began ministering his entire message in a language that they understood, revival broke out in that region because they knew he couldn't speak the language. And then all of a sudden, in that instant, it happens. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. Here's the thing. Listen to me, friends. God wants to use you in this area, but he's not going to force you to. He's not going to make you. You are not less of a person. You're not less of a Christian if you don't. We are not going to force you. It's going to be 100% on your willingness to dive into those things. So if you want to learn more, then this is what I would recommend. Study what the Bible says about spiritual gifts. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Read Romans uh, chapter 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter chapter 4. God wants to teach you about them. You don't have to be hyper-spiritual. God will unlock your understanding. Ask God what your gift is. God, where do you want me to use these gifts? In what area of the church world does this work? I know for me personally, God uses me this way, and it happens a lot on it happens on Sunday morning. I just don't point to it. It happens a lot on last Wednesdays, which this weekend's last Wednesday, or this week. And so the, the Spirit of the Lord will show me things. What do you mean by that? I'll see myself do something, just like in my mind's eye, right, my heart. I'll see myself do something, and then I'll just act it out. That's just how God uses me. And the more I, I learn and the more I grow, the more that God is showing me in people's lives things that are happening now. Things that are happening now. Now, I can't control that. It's not like I can just flip a switch on. The Spirit of God will manifest inside of me. Does that make sense? Yes or no? We want to help you in this area. We want to show you. Examine what you enjoy doing well. If you don't like being out in front of people, then God hasn't put that grace on the inside of you. Amen? But there's other areas that, that you, you'll flourish in that. 
the best way that we have found to help people in this is our Compass event, the first and second week of the month. Pastor Rich and his team will help you find out not only your, your gift set, if you will, but also will help you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and his spiritual gifts that he wants to use you in. And then I would simply say this, just do what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. We all started in the same place. We all had to take a step of faith one time and say, this may sound weird, but I just kind of feel like God wants me to pray for you. God wants me to pray for you. Great. Step into that. Just start and see where the Holy Spirit takes you. You know, if I, I have three kids now. I have Bailey, so she's four. Sam. Number five, right? I have five kids. And so if I, was, if I was to give my five kids a gift, right, that would benefit our family. And that's what it is. I, I want to give you this gift that's going to benefit our family. And they don't use the gift. They're not interested in the gift. I mean, I'm still going to love them. They're my family. I'm just going to be a little sad more than anything. Maybe just a little disappointed because I knew this gift would benefit our family and they're just not using it. It doesn't change the fact that I love them dearly. I just want them to use the gift I've given them. Does that make sense, friends? The body of Christ needs your gift. This church that's like a family needs your gift. Amen? Father, I pray for us right now. Lord, we know that there are people in this room, God, that maybe they don't have any clue what their gifting is. And they have no clue, Father, on how the Holy Spirit wants to use them in the area of spiritual gifts. So, Father, I pray that you would just reveal this to all of us, Father. It's not something to be scared of. If anything, it's something that brings great comfort because you know exactly how to speak to us and use us in a way that brings us peace, in a way that we understand that it's you. And even though it may be a little bit stretching at times to, tr to trust you, to trust that we are hearing you, that we are following that unction from the Holy Spirit, Lord, that doesn't, that doesn't stop us from stepping into it. God. Speak to us. Show us, Father God. We love you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'm gonna, we're going to give you an opportunity to worship God with your giving today. Several ways to give. The kiosk outside at the, or I say outside, at the outlet. Uh, we've got usher, ushers are standing in the back with, usher, with the uh, offering buckets. There's an envelope back there if you want a record for your giving. We've got the online, yourplacechurch.com. Click on the giving app and then, of course, the church app uh, that we have. And here's my thing. Because you guys are so generous, we were able to do what we did last night. So everybody who's on the Dream Team was invited to the Impact Awards. We completely converted this place to a banquet hall last night tables, high-end food, like we had this, I don't know, it was like this, this, this 
pork loin that was stuffed with all this awesomeness, and it was just, it was amazing is what it was, and desserts, and it was all free to the entire Dream Team. We gave everybody a gift. It was a Your Place Church coffee mug. We used the money that you guys give to do that, and we were able to honor the people who serve the house of God in such a very excellent way. So not only are you digging fresh water wells in, in Uganda, not only are you sending resources to, uh, to help plant churches all over the nation, not only are we sending resources to, to reach the, the uh, Jews in the Israel, Israeli nations, we're doing all of that. Not only are we helping the Hope House ladies here, but we're also blessing our dream team. Amen. And because you guys are giving, we're able to do that and not be like, oh, I don't think we can do it this year. No, no, we can because you guys are generous, because you trust God with your giving. So stand up with me. I'm going to pray over you. And uh, I, would just, I, I would just tell you, just ask God what he wants you to do today. I know for my family, we, we've got a percentage that is far beyond the tithe. The tithe is 10%. So that is our bottom number. That's what we give every time, no matter what. And then from that, we just ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything else you want to do? And I know there's people in the room who says, that must be nice. I'm strapped. Oh, we used to be. We used to be until we started trusting God. And now we're not. There's a difference. There's, there's something connects there. Amen. Father, we love you. We worship you with our giving right now, Father God. Not because we have to, but God, because we want to. And Father, I trust you that you are God who faithfully looks over your word to perform it. And Father, right now we use this, these, this gift of generosity, Father God, as an expression of worship because we love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you guys. We will see you Wednesday night for last Wednesday. You have been listening to a YPC podcast. Visit our website at ypcprior.com to hear more.